and we are live episode 30. We are, we are actually not live. This is pre-recorded. However, we are in a recording environment with we, each other. We are in a recording environment. We are recording this live right now in time. <laughs> this is true. In the in space and time we exist and we are recording. We are alive, baby. Chan, how you been? Great. It's a great life I'm living. No complaints actually whatsoever at this moment in time. Wow, excellent. I've That's actually a good place to be in. Zero complaints right now. And I love to complain. Like it's actually one of my hobbies and pastimes. Okay. My therapist and I were my therapist slash nutritionist. Her training is in nutrition, but I do make her do therapy. Um, lucky her. <laughs> wow, yeah, lucky her. But she told me we were exploring hobbies, okay, for me. Because, I mean, this podcast is a hobby, but it's also Wait, like a job. Your nutritionist was discussing your potential hobbies yes, for you. Yes, we make goals. Okay, okay, okay. One of her, the goals that I made for myself was to just make a list of hobbies, that things that bring me joy, like not something that feels like a huge commitment or like I don't have to like, you know, learn how to like, you know, use a pottery wheel, but just like something mm-hmm. that brings me joy. And what did come to mind on this list, are you ready oh, no. for this? Yeah. Shit talking and complaining. <laughs> that's that's what that's what like, you told your therapist gives you joy. No, no, no. I almost wrote that down. I almost wrote that down in my journal as a thing that brings me true joy that doesn't feel like work. It just feels like something I can easily do. It just feels natural to me. And that is commiserating and complaining and the great american pastime living in denial that prompted you to not write it in your journal right and then i was like well i can't put that down on paper of course not absolutely absolutely that will remain within the confines of your own mind exactly so that's when i wrote pickleball you don't even play pickleball i've played it once and it was a delightful time and i'm and literally in the process of ordering a a paddle so you're gonna go play pickleball in san francisco yes i get to expense a, a paddle this is no offense, but seriously lame. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Great. Pickleball is truly the sport for geriatrics, and it's and I'm good at it. That's the best part. I mean, is that really something you want to brag about? That's it like is. Saying, and I'm also not saying I'm great at it. I'm saying I'm proficient. Like I can get around the court. I don't know. It just seems like I'm or good at I'm good at bingo. I'm good at. I, don't knock the pickle till you try it. That's all I gotta say. Okay. It just seems like you're a little young. Like fr- you're not even in your late 20s. You're in your <laughs> mid 20s. You're like, "Yeah, let me just I want to go to the sports that require zero exertion." So I'm oh, I'm do I was sore for days, which maybe has a lot more to do with me <laughs> than with the sport, but okay, it's the great. humiliation continues. Or don't what, dare like, try and hobby shame me right now. Do you want me to share with the listeners what your hobbies are? It seems like your next sport is going to be like water aquatics. Or I some type of like, I mean, like water muscle aerobics, building. Water, water aerobics. aerobics. It's easier yeah, exactly. on my joints and knees. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm not going to hobby shame you because I don't believe in that because my life is so good. No uh, complaints. None of, none of my hobbies are shameful. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Re- returning stuff? 
Oh from my Amazon. gosh. That whole thing is so overblown at this point. Oh, I'm sure the UPS guy feels a different way. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we have taken this that little anecdote where I did confess to some excessive returns during a few times in my life. And Just now suddenly it's like an overarching character flaw. What's another one of your hobbies? My hobbies include scrolling on my phone on my couch, <laughs> scrolling on my phone on the toilet, scrolling on my phone at stoplights. I'm honestly, you pee so much you could consider peeing as one of your hobbies. <laughs> it's true, I could. You guys, Lauren pees literally more than anyone you've ever met before. Anyone with a UTI, anyone no, with bladder issues. Like Lauren pees all the time, and every time she has to go pee, it's like it, she's had to pee for an entire day when really it's just been 45 minutes. The amount of times I've gotten on uh, to record with her and I've heard the sounds of her tinkle are astounding. (laughs) Chandler, this is too much information. I don't know if I do have an issue, but I think I actually do. It's a combination of drinking way too much water and then also having it's like a little bit psychosome. I I think it's... You explained it to me one time. You said, I just don't like the feeling of any... Like any, any urge to tinkle, to pee. Any urge whatsoever. She has to, to act on it. Especially if I'm watching a show or doing something like truly enjoyable. If I'm just like going about my day, point. if I'm going about my day, I can deal with a little urge. But if I'm eating, oh my gosh, eating or watching a show, I don't want to be distracted by that urge whatsoever. You're just a slave and- to your urges. I really am. I really am. And so honestly, if you're a doctor and you're listening to this program, who am I kidding? No doctors listen to public Now who's the geriatric? You just called this a program. (laughs) If you're a doctor and you're listening to this program. (laughs) If you're a urologist and you're on the line, please give us a call. Please fax in. I'd love to hear from you. I have Oscar catastrophic health insurance, so I can't actually pay you anything, but I would love for some sort of like armchair diagnosis. Right. Maybe we could get Dr. Phil in and he could give some sort of pseudoscience. If you also urinate more than 20 times a day, DM me because I want to know that I'm not alone in this world. Maybe you have to go on the Dr. Phil show about your compulsion to urinate. I think it's an attention thing also. It's not an attention thing. I think it How is. How dare you? How dare you? It's fully an attention thing. Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil would be like, are you ready to stop peeing and get your life back? <laughs> He's like, you walk, we have a doctor waiting right here. You walk through those doors. Your life will never be the same again. <laughs> are you ready to get the sound of the flush out of your mind? My wife, Robin, had this exact problem when she was pregnant. P-R-E-G-N-A-N-T. I don't see a baby in your stomach. So there's no reason you should be peeing every 30 minutes during the night. I actually don't urinate every 30 minutes. I do get up once or twice, though. Okay, that is a, and this is why I think you need to get it checked out, because sometimes that means diabetes. Diabetes. If I have diabetes, Chandler, because I do drink so much water during the day, this conversation is so boring. I can't believe we're going to put it out there. Like, I think listen, we just diagnosed entertaining podcast. with diabetes, which is a pretty breakthrough for this but program. I- Honestly, every time I go to get my blood work done, like once a year, I always assume like, okay, they're going to tell me I have diabetes this time because I drink so much water and I urinate all the time. But every time they're like, nope, you don't have diabetes. So <laughs> and then I leave the office and I go pee again for the hundredth time that day. Oh, don't go on a road trip with Lauren. I've made that mistake far it's too a, many times. It's a once an hour type of deal. And then it's if like I've you just... have an issue. Dad goes once an hour, but he's also like 60. So 
how dare you out our father as someone who has to go to the bathroom that often? <laughs> I don't know. I may have a problem. I may just be a thirsty bitch. We all knew that. So I'll let the medical professionals provide a proper diagnosis or any urologist on the line. On the line. All right. Chan, can I tell you how I made $250 today? What? Yes. Yeah. Do you take a lot of surveys or something? No. So I talked to our mother on the phone. Oh my gosh. And she said, we were talking about something and something kind of came about, came back to the election. And I said, did you listen to Biden's speech? And she said, like, basically, why would I listen to his speech? He's not even going to be like president. And she was like, no one's ever claimed president before it's actually been called. Okay. So then I said... She said she doesn't believe it's been called. She doesn't believe... She's like, Lauren, he's not going to be president. Yeah. She was so serious. Yeah, that's how she sounded to me. I was like, how are you doing? How are you holding up? And she's like, I'm fine. Like, Lauren, there's no way. And then she said, do you want to bet on it? And I said, absolutely. Yeah, And so she said $100. And I said, $250. (gasps) And I said, $250 that come January 20th, Joseph Biden will be sworn in as president of the United States. Or, and if so, you have to pay me $250. If Donald Trump is sworn in, I have to pay you $250. And she was like, no problem. Done. Oh my gosh. What are you going to spend your money on? I I actually uh, have already spent it, so I have a cre- one credit card that's not due until then, <laughs> and so I already bought like a really cute dress. So how amazing! That sounds Took me like, thirty seconds. Sounds about right. Uh, no, when I talked to mom, I talked to her yesterday about it, and she said, "Yeah, I think you know it's all been I am, you know, I'm I'm happy for you, and I just hope that when the votes are counted, that you know you guys will understand when you know the truth comes out and Donald Trump becomes president again." Like, it was just so <laughs> condescending. She's like, I it's, hope it's as peaceful when the truth comes out. I hope you take it as well as I am now. Ex- that is exactly what she said, actually. Yeah. I mean, it is truly astonishing. Yeah. I just hope, for the sake of our democracy, that there isn't a bunch of civil unrest. And that we can firmly have faith in our democracy once this is all over. I hope so, too. My prayer. This is my prayer. This is our prayer in the words of Josh Groban. Okay. So how did you spend your weekend? What did you do? I went to Palm Springs with some friends, and it was 90 degrees all last week. And when we got there, it was 86 degrees. And then we got there on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, stunning. I bought a really cute red one piece, like a Baywatch one piece. Mm Mm-hmm for the experience and then I had my cute Biden hat and I was so ready for a hot Palm Springs thirst trap yeah and let me just tell you Jan turned out that Palm Springs they had a fluke weekend of weather and it was 66 degrees Mm. hailing it was basically hailing it was so windy and it all my friends and I we just basically huddled inside this like condo we rented So so you got to wear like a robe over your thirst trap outfit I was in Morgan Stewart sweatpants and, and a sweatshirt the entire weekend. And Ugh. that actually brought its own comforts. Right. So it was I enjoyable. Mean, yeah, whatever. There were worse things. It wasn't the Palm Springs weekend we had hoped for and dreamed about. That's for sure. I mean, that's, that's the saddest story I've ever heard. It, yeah. I mean, we had fun. It just wasn't what we expected. But it was fun to all be together when we found out about the new prez. Wait, did you get a refund because it just wasn't what you expected? 
No, I did not. How dare you? You know what? You give me a hard time for refunds. You're the one who returned a tarp to Walmart. And when they asked you why you were returning it, you had the audacity, the nerve to say, it just wasn't what I expected about a tarp. About a tarp. You guys. Literally, nothing could be more like meat. Your expectations. That is, than that's a, a bulletproof answer, and I encourage everyone to use it against corporate America. It just wasn't what I expected. Sorry about it. Oh my gosh. How Full was your proof. weekend? How was your weekend? My weekend was absolutely lovely. Like I said, I'm in a very good state of mind right now. That makes me sound like I'm on the fritz. Usually, I'm not, but I really don't have any complaints. I went. On a date, I went to a park. I did a little bit of shopping. I fully basked in the celebratory feeling of San Francisco. And I don't know, it just felt like this, the sun was really shining. And I got to bask in the light and power of a new democracy. I love it. Mm-hmm. Or a democracy about to be in tatters. We shall see. Exactly. And I'm, sh- I'm sure I will take it just as well when, you know, the vote is recounted and Trump wins again. Yeah, exactly. I'll just keep uh, asking. At least we'll have had these few weeks of glory. Right. Okay. You know who did not have a good weekend, Chandler, or a good week last week? Don't the, tell me. The newly, the newly in process of getting a divorce, Miss Erica Girardi. The newly dissolutioned. Not Erica disillusioned. Jane. Dissolutioned. <laughs> dissolutioned. Just made that up. Dissolutioned from one Tom Girardi, Thomas Girardi, chief counsel in the Aaron Brockovich case, uh-huh. frequenter of the diner she was a waitress at 21 years ago. Yeah. At which point you get lost. yourself a 21 year marriage and then we can talk. <laughs> How do you feel? Your, like when I what's when your the news, take on this, Chan? The news broke on election day. Okay. Which was either a genius PR move or complete happenstance. I'm going to trust but verify that it was totally, totally planned to try and bury it. Definitely a calculated, yeah. definitely calculated right. PR move. I felt a pang of sadness mm-hmm. for the two of them because I do feel like she truly did love him at one point. Mm-hmm. And I felt their love was to some degree real. Okay. But then that lasted for about 10 seconds. And then I realized how fudging old he is. Yeah. And I was like, yep, I get it. Disillusion that. Disillusion it. Let's not forget that we did a poll on our Instagram. And a solid 30% of our listeners said he was hot. Or he, he, when given the choice between the fire emoji and not hot, he got the fire emoji. Yeah. So that makes me lose faith in our listeners and humanity in general. That just means that 30% of our listeners have seen Aaron Brockovich. Or 30% of our listeners would love Beverly Hills Wealth and are ready to subjugate any other desires. (laughs) When the news first broke, my distinctive thought was, of course, she has her own career. She's fully self-sufficient at this point, financially independent, can support herself in a nice lifestyle. And she's staring down the barrel of an almost 90-year-old husband at this point. Totally. A 90-year-old husband who's in some legal trouble himself. Exactly. And she's hot. She's... Erica Jane is stunning. And she could go on to have a whole 
like other life. Like right. she could marry someone and be married for another 30 years mm-hmm, at this point. Mm-hmm. So I think that she has so much life ahead of her. And I don't mean to get too dark with this whole thing, but he frankly does not. And she probably. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's going to call this one. Yeah. Fox News and CNN are calling the election and I'm calling Tom Girardi's life expectancy. <laughs> it's not a lot of time. It's, it's not looking great. y'all. No. And Pennsylvania I think she- can't even save this guy. I think what she's 50 or approaching 50 i think so she she has another at least decade of really looking good with all yeah with with everything she has going on Mm -hmm. she really could live her best life and i think it was obviously a transactional marriage and those are the terms this is how these things are set up um chan do you know much about his lawsuits no i actually don't i just know that there was like some auditing or something and i know that like the glam squad had to stop getting flown first class okay so beyond just her maybe wanting to be with someone younger yeah and and move on to the next chapter of her life it turns out that these lawsuits are a lot bigger Mm -hmm. than just her glam squad going to coach he was sued for 15 million dollars okay because he took out a 15 million dollar loan and allegedly what to finance his lifestyle Mm. And he took it out as a legal loan that would theoretically finance his firm, but really Ah. went toward his lifestyle. And he hasn't allegedly made any payments since 2015. Oh, wow. So I think that she's also seeing the writing is on the wall that the perks are going to dry up and she probably doesn't want to be implicated in whatever's going to happen next. No. So I think that is also like a big a big motivation and totally he is also like very much rumored to have other female companions yes yes i have heard about this i have seen this i'm gonna go ahead and assume these are not actual companions they're just like so funny the term companion it's like it's because he's older that they're like his companions like you just picture (laughs) someone who like helps him walk up like ramps (laughs) totally i know how funny is that like once someone gets truly geriatric like they no longer have like oh they have a new fling or a new interest it's like they have a new person who walks next to them and holds their (laughs) hand when they get wobbly oh is this your cute new companion (laughs) oh cute i mean you just have to assume you have to assume they're not still getting it on at that age i mean i'd like to think so but i think modern medicine would tell us otherwise People get it on all the time in rest homes. I'm out for the count past 80. I'm done. Does Kagan know this? I'm retired. Is he going into your marriage with clear body? With with, with wide eyes and clear eyes or whatever? Of course not. Of course not. And I won't tell him either until we get to that late age. Serves him right. Closed for business. (laughs) I just don't, I can't even fathom being in that headspace. You'll be no one's companion then, I suppose. <laughs> no, I won't. I will absolutely not. Moving on to a more pleasant image, Erica <laughs> has also been rumored to have companions of her own. This I have no doubt of. Yeah. she's Her songs are so sexual. And she's always struck me as someone who's very sexual on stage, but maybe somewhat asexual in her actual life. Yeah. Like, it definitely seems more like more of an act. Yeah, but I guess she does have her own flings, her own companions. Is there any contender that's floated to the top? I feel like we just are getting a lot of rumors about random people from Dancing with the Stars that I frankly do not care about. I literally oh, couldn't I name one person who's on Dancing. I haven't read any specific people, so I don't know anything yeah. about that. Chandler, speaking of D-list reality stars, slash not even reality stars, just friends of reality stars, did you see the Larsa Pippen drama? <gasps> 
Yes, it broke today. Yes, it did. So Larsa went on a podcast called Hollywood Raw. Should we give some context to who Larsa is adjacent to the Kardashians? I love how I just assume that everyone knows who Larsa Payne is. I feel like I I thought the same way, but I I also get her and Steph's whatever confused. Like Steph. Oh, really? Yeah, I get the two of them confused. Steph Shep has such a distinctive look to me. And then she was Kim's assistant, whereas Larsa Pippen, she was married to a famous basketball player. Right. I, I obviously have no idea what his name is. I just know he was like a famous sportsman. Right. Might as well be on Dancing with the Stars for all we care. <laughs> exactly. Famous athlete, sportsman. Famous sportsman. <laughs> anyway who gives a shit about that who cares about that nobody no one and that's how she met kim so she met kim when her husband was really like right more famous than kim yeah and anyway so she's been friends with kim for forever but kim unfollowed her early in the year earlier in the year Mm -hmm. and so there's been all this these rumors swirling why did they unfollow each other why is she no longer in the inner circle of the kardashians right was she invited on the lifetime trip of a lifetime just to feel normal again private island trip definitely not nope she definitely was not she's not been in any poolside thirst traps she has been virtually (sighs) absent from the kardashian scene okay and a lot of people speculated that she was hooking up with Tristan Thompson potentially or had or done something really shady. And so no one's really known what's been going on, though. Yeah. Yeah. But she went on Hollywood Raw and she dropped the following bombshell. She said that Kanye West has brainwashed the Kardashians against her. And Kanye West basically tried to convince them that she was untrustworthy and not a good friend to have around. Mm -hmm. And she said that they're all much more paranoid about their friends ever since Jordan Woods. I'm team Kanye in this. Like, good. Good? They were a serious, real friend. I don't don't know. I feel like where there's... I don't think it's good to discard people either. But... I think where there's smoke, there's fire. And I read that she, like, did actually have a relationship with Tristan before Chloe even knew him, which is fine, which is fair. Well, she and- introduced him to Chloe yeah. as her date. I don't know. I just feel like where there's smoke, there's fire. And I don't know if she is trustworthy. There, there's no smoke here. There's literally no smoke. I just don't know why Kanye would brainwash everyone against her. What she said is that he would call her all the time at 4 a.m., yeah. And we know Kanye is super erotic. And she said he would, like, that she basically blocked him because he was so over the top calling her all the time. And she that said feels like that a situation en- where you enraged just her. Talk to enraged Kim. Him. That you just be like, him. hey, Kim, Kanye literally wants to stop calling me and he's trying to talk to me about Donald Trump. And I just don't want to do that at 4 a.m. Could you maybe rein it in? That's just, if you're that close to the family, why wouldn't you talk to Kim about that? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Also, I heard that she was selling stories about them. I think that every time there's any sort of person that there's any celebrity adjacent person that is somewhat of a defector or that they or that a celebrity wants to get rid of, they just always make up that they're selling stories. I don't know. I don't trust her. I'm just going to be honest. I'm team Larsa here. I do. Yes, for sure. I don't have any evidence to not trust her. Did you listen to the podcast? No. Did you? I did. I listened to her whole talk about it and she was very nice. She basically said Kanye had his beef with her because she stopped taking his calls and she just basically said, hey, I don't 
blame Kim for distancing herself. She said that her she has to make like her family be a priority, and she has to make like happiness and peace within her household a priority. Interesting. And she was super chill about it. So it made me have respect for her, and she seemed like a really nice, down to earth person. And I don't know. I think I am. We all know that I am absolutely swayable by positive PR, as was learned when I read Finding Freedom and became a Meghan Markle apologist. So now I guess I am adding I am adding Larsa Pippen as a client. I just feel like this is a very convenient way to have your friendship end. Like that you, you think were providing would, like, too much emotional ki- support at 4 a.m.? Yeah. You're just like, I just couldn't. I don't know. I'm skeptical that Kanye would call her all the time. I'm just, I'm skeptical. I'm not buying it, Larsa. Okay, listen to the podcast. Listen to the primary evidence in the case, mm, and then let me I know. Don't really, you- I'm not really into primary evidence. Oh yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> wait, Excellent. Lauren. Wait, can we talk actually a little ago about Kim and Kanye posting a lot of pictures together? Do you want to amend any of your theories? Do you still feel like they're preparing for a divorce? Definitely. I think in 2021, we'll see Kim and Kanye get divorced, and I think that right now this is the denial phase. Okay, like this is like process. Yeah, this is like the last go at it. He's so incredibly erratic and crazy. I I just don't think that. Obviously, I use the word crazy and I shouldn't because he struggles with clear mental health issues. But I just don't buy that this is the man she's going to spend the rest of her life with. I mean, yeah, he just, he's also the father of her four kids. Did you watch the hologram? I saw a clip of it. Yeah, it's insane. I personally feel like a holog- if someone gave me a hologram of my dead parent, there is something weird about that to I me. I mean, doesn't he also say that Kanye is like the smartest man alive, like as part of his speech? But it's like a joke. It's like you can tell it's like very much like a self-aware, funny joke. Like, oh, I'm okay. your amazing, amazing husband, you know. So I don't think – I didn't think that part was bad. Okay. There, there is just – I don't know, like a hologram of your dead parent. There's something – kind of but honestly though it 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 is like a weird gesture that feels like too crazy but that is just his style and I don't know that's necessarily like him being unhinged I feel like that's just like Kanye style no I definitely think it's like I definitely think it was with the best of intentions the fact that he was on the mother effing ballot shows that he's unhinged yeah exactly I just don't think that I would I'm not sure how I would react to that yeah. Oh, I don't I think, think I don't know if I'd love it either in any way. I think for me, it's and this is maybe getting a little too deep, but you think about someone you love, like a deep love, a, a real loved one, mm-hmm. and your memories of them are this is so crazy, but like your memories of them are the most sacred thing, and like the yeah. idea that you're you would suddenly have this like fake new memory. And, like, there would be, like, this – I don't know. I just yeah. – it kind of bugged me. Like, don't put words in the mouth of – The dead. Like, of the dead. Like, don't – like – Yeah. The, I, yeah there's it, something weird about that. Yeah. It, it, it's either totally feels wrong and, like, insensitive and awful or it, like, is really powerful and meaningful. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah. So you're saying I'm not supposed to get you a hologram for your well, birthday? I don't, next? Thankfully, knock on wood – there's no one in our lives who has passed who is going to do it for some of your ex-boyfriends. Not actually dead, just figuratively dead. I have a random question for you. If if you could run into one one ex-boyfriend from your past, who would it be? If I could run into one? Yeah. If you and maybe the motive is that you just want them to see how good your life is now. Who would it be? Honestly, I don't want to run into any of my ex-boyfriends. Really? Yeah, I have She's not, not that proud of her life, folks. 
No, it's not that. Like I'm, I'm just kidding. I truly have nothing to prove. Oh, you're so secure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Yeah, I don't. I oh, mean, that's rich. Like. Oh, you guys, once again, Lauren proves that she's in a loving, meaningful relationship. What's funny, it's so true, Chandler, though. I used to for sure fantasize about running into an ex. I would always be like, I would always be like, oh my gosh, my fantasy running into an ex. Can, you've had this fantasy too, right? All the time. Okay. I always think I'm going to run into exes at the Salt Lake City airport. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so my fantasy is always like, I'm in line at Starbucks and my ex-boyfriend is in front of me or I'm sorry or like I'm waiting for my coffee something and my mm-hmm. ex-boyfriend walks in or whatever and then he says hello to me and then mm-hmm. we're like conversing I look stunning by the way I'm like mm-hmm. peak physical form I'm like, what you typically wear to Starbucks not stunning <laughs> not stunning whatsoever <laughs> so how I'm like dressed to the nines looking incredible have all these clothes on I can't afford all, all like I'm literally living a different a different a different life but okay then the this is the clincher though then out comes my fiance from the bathroom ew he's using a Starbucks bathroom he's using like shut syringes, oh, like oh, shut up. <laughs> Out come in come, enters my fiance who has just been busy doing using the restroom or something, and <laughs> he's so and, busy. He's working all the time. He's using the restroom all the time. He's so he, busy. He's so successful. He just, <laughs> 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 anyway, he walks back, and this was before we started dating Kagan. But this was always my fantasy, and it was like uh, Hugh Jackman, or just really attractive broad just like imposing man Big and he's always watch man he's always in a long peacoat <laughs> like this starbucks bathroom is getting grosser and grosser by the minute like he's like he's we're about to leave and he's gonna go i'm gonna drop him off at court in like new york Ew, city or it's something. not our dad no it's not our dad it's like very much like our Richard gear in the 90s type yeah vibe. he's gonna trot up some like courthouse steps in his long coat <laughs> exactly but no, it's been a long time since I've indulged in those fantasies. Wait, what uh, happens when he, so your fiance emerges out and then does he like, oh, and he's know, just say, he hey, says, baby oh. or something. Oh, yeah. He just sidles up next to me and he smiles warmly at my ex-boyfriend right. and says, oh, who's this? And I say, oh, this is an old friend. <laughs> <laughs> Someone I barely knew. And I say, this is my fiance. And we walk out glamorously together into the sun, into our lives. And that was always my fantasy. I've indulged in that so many times. And yeah, thank you for actually reminding me of ex-boyfriend fantasies because I haven't thought about it in so long. I think that's a gorgeous fantasy to have. Right? Thank I you. I mean, it's just so sad that when you go to Starbucks and often when you, me, and Courtney go to Starbucks, we all look like gremlins like we where did they crawl out of like, that's the question orcs who have risen from the earth's crust <laughs> it's true honest it's actually so funny how all of us like try and wear as like little clothing as possible like we all sleep in a variation of shorts and a t-shirt and then we all like whenever we're staying with courtney we'll go to starbucks every morning and then none of us want to wear shoes because we're all i don't know lazy as hell <laughs> This is fundamentally inaccurate. Me, no, me, it's not. No, and then we're all wearing the blankets. One. And then you I per- the- I intentionally don't wear pants because I don't have to go in and pick up the mobile order Courtney and we're not wearing and I pants. Always wear pants. You are the one that wears shorts that <laughs> honestly double as underwear. That's how short they are. 
okay? And you always do that, and you always go barefoot. And Courtney and I always have to go in because you are like literally would get arrested if you went and get coffee. <laughs> Let's just say I really hope I don't run into any exes at Starbucks. I prefer to see them at the Salt Lake City Airport. Yeah, what's your fantasy? Um, yeah, that's my fantasy. What, what, what's your fantasy? Oh, like how okay. does that interaction okay. go? What are you wearing? So my fantasy is that they see me before I see them, obviously, and I am just cruising down like the walkway, and then I the room opens up and you, people can just see you, you know, and it's it's like you've just come off of a you know a, wa- a runway, if you will, a model runway, absolutely. And in my fantasy, my ex boyfriend sees me, and I'm dressed smart, like business casual. Okay. <laughs> I look no business casual with some edge. I'm I might be wearing a, a smartwatch, but I've got a leather jacket on. Okay. So they can tell that I've I've entered the tech world. Oh yeah, absolutely. They can <laughs> see that you're successful, that you're independent, that you've completely moved on. Exactly. And then you maybe have an assistant. I yeah, and I'm I pause my AirPods momentarily as we make eye contact. And I slowly register who they are because my life has just moved a million miles past them. You have early onset dementia. Okay, great. (laughs) And (laughs) with my carpal tunnel hands, I pause my AirPods. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I look at them and I smile and wave. And we begin talking and we maybe have five minutes where I just get to give them the highlights of my life. Oh, I did this and this. Now I live here and blah, blah, blah. And I'm probably going to end up here and... And then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late for my flight and I've got early boarding because, you know, I'm rich. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Don't you always imagine yourself in that situation and you're just like so – like suddenly you have the regalness and utter diplomacy of like a royal. Like you're like, oh, how are you? How have you been? And I I genuinely ask about their new girlfriend. And I'm like, Like, how is she? I'm so thrilled for you. I would – I'm just so – like you reach out, you touch their arm and say, I'm just so happy you found happiness. Right. And I'm like, if you're ever in San Francisco, I would love to have you over. (laughs) If you're ever in the – if you're ever in the financial district, we would love to have you up at the penthouse. Thank you. If you ever find yourself in the FIDI. Okay, so what do you ever have the did you ever have the fantasy of seeing an ex and getting back together? No, because I've done I've gotten back together with an ex and it's not as sweet as it sounds. No, it's not as it's sweet not. as it sounds. It's not definitely not. That's funny. Speaking of exes, if if I can go on a tangent, if I can tell a little story about a certain ex of mine, please. Um back when I was a sophomore in college. I was seeing a guy who lived like he lived in Salt Lake. I lived in Provo. You know, you and I both import men. And that's true. So, but this time I actually I went to him to Salt Lake because there were just like better restaurants and more things to do. Mm-hmm. So I drove to Salt Lake to see him for our date, and we decided to go get tapas, and which sounded like a lovely way to spend an evening and you know food I wasn't gonna pay for yeah actually I do think I split that meal and I'm pretty sure like it drained my bank account and caused some I, tension I probably had to go make a transfer from my savings to checking in the bathroom before the check got there okay but anyways I we ate dinner it was great and this is our third date and so you know new but like also like we're comfortable enough to where like you know there's gonna be some action I'm probably gonna make out afterwards so we finish dinner and we go back to his place and we start kissing whatever. And all of a sudden my stomach gets a little Where rumbly. are you from? Kissing? 
We start okay, kissing. We start kissing. Okay. 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 I one time had a. I was on one time was on a date with a cowboy, and he said to me, at the flame broiler, he said, "We're kissing tonight." <laughs> he just let it out there that it was going to happen. I, I he made some joke, and I was like, "Oh, we'll see about that." And then he goes, "We're kissing tonight." Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, wow. so so get back to me kissing that gnat, and mm-hmm. my stomach starts getting a little rumbly tumbly. Okay, Ugh. and I'm like, okay. This is not a problem. Like I've, I was probably, you know, didn't eat a whole lot and I was probably just had gum, you know, like not the best mixture. So I'm like, uh, I'm just going to use the restroom really quick. And his restroom is right off of his living room. Like oh. literally the door to the restroom <gasps> yeah. is literally off the living room. Like there's no hallway. There's no nothing. Okay. So I'm like, turn on the fan. Just, uh-huh. and I kid you not. Within the first minute of beginning that process, I knew something was terribly wrong. To the point where I don't know if this has ever happened to you or any of our listeners. I hope not. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy or any of my ex-boyfriends for that matter. I knew that I had to either, I knew that I had to throw up, okay? Mm -hmm. But I also knew that I had to relieve myself from my nether regions, if you will. I had to poop and I had to throw up. I've never had that happen. Yeah, I, I haven't either. At the exact same at time. At the exact same time. So then. What did you get in the. Like, I what did you to make, do you even do? This is our third date. I've probably now been in there. At the moment that this dawns on me, I've been in the bathroom for maybe five minutes. Oh my and gosh. it dawns on me that I need to make this critical decision. Am I going to sit on the toilet and throw up into the trash can? Or am I going to oh. sit on the floor and throw up into the toilet? And what would happen on the floor? You know what would happen on the floor. <laughs> okay. So what did you do? And I, you know, I, I I regret this every single day, but I decided to go with the ladder. <laughs> no. No. No, you did not. Tell me that's a lie. It's honestly so shameful that I don't talk about it very often because it was like a truly horrifying My moment. My stomach just like turned. So, okay, so then what did you do? What happened? Then I proceeded to have bouts and rounds. You had evacuations. I had several evacuations. From each end. And literally each end. And it it was like they say Montezuma's Revenge or whatever you get when you like have bad water. It was that. It was like both m- muscles, if you will. Okay, like- no, we're done. We're done with, we're done with this portion. <laughs> both Let's things happen at the same time. Okay, so then it's literally all over his bathroom floor. And then literally it was all over his bathroom floor. So what white did you tile, do? White grout. Chandler, this is the worst story I've ever heard. (laughs) At at minute probably twenty of me being in the bathroom, and my eyes are like the size of saucers. I then decide it's so bad because I've realized that there's no turning back. But like when you're so sick like that, you don't give a single f. You're just like I have to like get this like I have to just move through this. The only way out is through, and so then I'm just like whatever. I, I degaff. I then turn on the shower. To, to just, I don't know, cover the sound, try and wash oh, away my shame. And I then proceeded to spend the next 45 minutes washing myself and his bathroom. And then yeah, I why emerged. Did you wash his bathroom? Luckily, with? all of his cleaning supplies were like underneath his bath, uh, bathroom sink. So there were like paper towels? Mm-hmm. Paper towels, the whole nine yards, thank goodness. Truly a tender mercy. And then I emerged from the bathroom. And I said, I'm not feeling so great. 
<laughs> He's like asleep. <laughs> Hour later, he did knock on the door a few times, and, and like we we ended up dating for a year, but like, we were not that close at that point. And I was just did you like, guys really date for a year? Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't realize it yeah. was that long. Yeah, really? maybe a little shy of a year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. I mean, also our pro like it was probably like shy of a year of dating, and then two more months of us of him trying to get me back. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course, duh. He it was in that moment that night that he knew he loved me. <laughs> he knew he oh, wanted yeah. to, you know, absolutely start a family with me. He got a taste of something he liked. Oh, you're absolutely vile. The best part is though, I just literally emerged, and then bathroom was clean, probably cleaner than it was before. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm I'm not feeling so great. I'm gonna excuse myself for the night. And I drove home. I threw up twice on the way home. Like, pulled over to the side of the road, threw up. Luckily, it wasn't both things at the same time. And I didn't tell him about it until we'd been dating for six months. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I was like, did you ever wonder what had happened that night? I can't believe you ever told him about it. I know. It's shocking. That is is truly vulnerable and wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Truly. So, anyways, I actually fantasize most about running into this ex because I just want to show how far I've come from that night. Just prove your lack of incontinence over a five-minute chat. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know if I've told you that. I don't think I've ever heard that story, which is shocking that I haven't. I know. Um, I I once was making out with a guy in his bedroom, and I needed to use the restroom. And As a lady does. Yes, I needed to use the restroom, and he had a restroom inside his bedroom. Hmm. And it was, like, this very modern, very modern home, right? Okay. Where the shower was, like, Ugh. just water coming from the ceiling. In the Like, the whole bathroom layout was very open. Yeah. Love um, that. Love the echo there. He was, like, anyway, he – I don't mean to flex, but he was a surgeon of sorts. And so, anyway, he was, was – he, like, lived in, like, San Diego or Cardiff by the sea. Anyway, and this, like – anyway. So weird. S- yes. It was – and so – I just remember I went to use the restroom and then I kind of just realized that like this is like an open air restroom situation right. and like if there's zero and there's just like, it's like I'm, a basically, I'm basically peeing next to him like in uh-huh. his bedroom uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I remember like suddenly getting realizing that he could hear me uh-huh. very distinctly and that uh-huh. I, it was, I was very near him and I he and I just hear his voice audibly go a little shy yeah you're kidding it's just he goes i'm a doctor it's just pee like it was so funny that is so cringy i know and then i had to be like no i'm not immature i'm not shy mr (laughs) doctor man (laughs) (laughs) exactly this won't be a problem now that you ask (gasps) just wait and listen Oh so my terrible. gosh! Oh, okay. Yeah, this was a guy who, and I, this was a guy who, like, low key, I went on a date with him, and I told him specifically when and we were done with the date, we went and walked by the sea, the ocean, as you will. And then I specifically said, he said, "Why don't you come over?" And I said, "I'll come over, but I don't want to hook up with you. Like, I'm happy to come over so we can get out of the cold and just yeah. chat more." But I was like, "I yeah. do not want to hook up with you. Do not hook up with you. Do not want to hook up with you." Yeah. And he was like, okay, I totally respect that. I would just love to chat more and learn more about you. We literally got to his house, and I would say within five minutes, he was aggressively 
coming on to me, like in the most intensive ways. It's so um, annoying. I know. Anyway, some guys just think you're joking. Like they right. think that it's a game you're playing. Yeah. She's like, I'm just being coy, Mr. Doctor Man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, we let's proceed. Let's move on. Into that. Can we talk about the undoing on HBO? <gasps> Oh, I cannot shut up about it. I've literally told all of my roommates to sign up for HBO. This show is phenomenal. Phenomenal. I don't know how long HBO was sitting on this for, like, during quarantine, but, like, it is everything we've been needing and missing. It is exceptional. I it's put so a call good. out to our listeners. Should I watch the show? It's hard for me to commit to a, a pilot of any episode, of any series. Right, right. And people came out full force. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. You guys could not have been more right. There's so much to say. Where do we even begin? Nicole Kidman, for one. Do you like Nicole Kidman? Are you a Nicole Kidman fan? You know, I am a huge Nicole Kidman fan. I love watching her. She's a fascinating creature. Her body and face are just fascinating to watch. The intensity of her eyes and mouth and nose. Yeah. All of her energy is concentrated in, like, the center of her face face is so exquisite Mm -hmm. and whatever voodoo magic she is doing to preserve it so serenely and pristinely it looks completely unnatural but also really beautiful it's the complete love and magic of keith urban that's all that's the voodoo magic baby the voodoo magic is definitely probably a facelift botox (laughs) really slight lip filler and um, really good skincare. It looks amazing. But, and staying out of the sun. And staying out of the sun. But second to those items is definitely the tender embrace. The love potion that is Keith Urban mm-hmm. at your bedside. Mm-hmm. Okay, the show. <sighs> okay, yeah. Let's get. Let's go back to the show. I don't want to spoil you, anything. Yeah. So we'll just maybe talk about what we love about it. I think it has all of the drama and intensity of A Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. a lot of wealth. Yeah. It's just fun to watch. It's just you know? fun. Like Upper East Side, high living. I'm sorry, but this is why I don't like watching Gina on Real Housewives of Orange County. <laughs> I don't want to see a bathroom that looks like something I can afford. Exactly. That's not fun. I want to see a bathroom that's bigger than my entire home. Yeah. Like, that yeah. is fun to watch. I want to see a stunning coastal house. I want to see New York. how people would decorate their brownstone. Exactly. That's all. She, I will say, she's constantly in these like very strange looking coats. She's in a lot of coats. Extremely distinctive. They're very distinctive. She looks like she's Corella Deville. Yeah, they're they. She looks like she's like. She looks like literally if Mrs. Weasley was lived on the Upper East Side, (laughs) on the Upper East Side, like her coats are so Mrs. Weasley. It's Mrs. Weasley was hot, tall and thin, and lived Mm -hmm. on the Upper East Side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is Nicole Kidman's vibe in yeah. the show. Like yeah. big, frizzy, beautiful red hair, mm-hmm. velvet coats of sh- different shades of green and red. Yeah. Like Hogwarts vibes. Yeah. I think her fashion choices are interesting in the show. The coats are a lot. Like it's maybe not the way I would dress, but she has this dress that she wears at the charity event for her son's school in the first episode. Not giving anything away. And I was messaging with Athalia, one of our dear listeners. And sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. But she just said, let me know when you see the dress because it is the dress of the show. And it's everything. It's the dress of the show because it shows an ex- some exquisite side boob. It's, But I also just think like the pattern and what is that chiffon or I don't know the way it's ribbed or whatever is it's exquisite. 
Yeah, it is. Ex- I mean, Nicole Kidman is truly ethereal and other world, otherworldly. She I don't want to give anything away, but I want to yeah. say something in cloaked terms. Okay. Okay. Um. So, if Chandler, at any point, did this strike you as a documentary of what would happen if you lived in Chicago and you and Dr. Langer was helping your son? <sighs> Because I was really seeing you in this in this show, Lauren. How dare you <laughs> tarnish that fantasy for me? Okay, and that's all I'll say because I don't want to give anything away. But leave Doctor Langer out of this. <laughs> Just saying that there's a level of obsession that could border <laughs> on psychosis on your part for Doctor Langer. How and many How many Doctor Langer posts do I send you on a weekly basis? Yeah, I get. I get literally a DM where Chandler sends me any anything about Dr. Langer she finds on Instagram. She just sends it to me. Don't even no, say anything. I just no send words, it to no, you. No words necessary. I don't even need to follow him because I'll just get all of his new posts sent to me via Chandler. It's it's like a reflex. Like I'm not even thinking as I'm doing it. I'm just like, oh gosh, I just see it. And then I instinctively have to send it to you. I mean, you sent me one the other day, and it was like, you didn't even look that cute in it. But you might as well have just been, like, drooling from San Francisco. Dr. Langer can do no wrong. He looks cute at every possible moment. I w- also don't want to give anything away. Yeah. So I'm going to say another thing in cloak terms. Okay. But, um, there, w- I, there was a moment where I turned to Kagan, and I said, just so you know, men do this to women all the time. <laughs> I say they're married for 20 years. Pretty cloaked. And then, and then all of a sudden, yep, the FBI's at their door. Yep. Oh, pretty uh, cloaked. He, Keep it cloaked. He was, and he was like, "What are you talking about?" And then I was like, "Go put on headphones and get in the other room." Son. <laughs> I, I, no Xbox tonight. <laughs> Men do this to women all the time. Get off your Xbox. I was like, no, I was trying to, I was trying to protect him. I was like, you need to watch the show completely and you're going to ruin it by being in the room with me. So yeah. get in the other room, put on some headphones and don't ever do what to me, what he's doing to her. <laughs> I love the idea of you being just mad at Kagan after watching an episode of The Undoing. Oh, I punish him for other men's sins constantly. Good. Frankly, how, I feel like that's good. That's how I keep the fear alive, baby. Uh-huh. Chef's kiss I, to that. I also did text him or i could call him after he went to lunch today and then he he was gone for like two hours excuse so, me yeah so i called him and i said um, where the are you yeah i said i'm actually quite worried about you because on screen there is a missing spouse <laughs> and you just went to get a, a board and brew sandwich at you know 2 p.m and it's now 4 30 and he claims that he took a call in the parking lot with one of his lenders. Absolutely not. That's a bold-faced lie. No, it's totally a lie. And I said, I know you're lying to me. <laughs> you just, I hope you said, don't come home until you're ready to tell the truth. <laughs> I did, actually. I did. And he hasn't been home since. No, I, that's, that's kind of how I operate. It's guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. It's, I know you're lying to me. It's where yeah. the F have you been? It's you're just as bad love. as all the other men. You're not yeah, Dr. Langer. So don't even do try to, to be. Men do all the time. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Well, Kagan, I hope you come to terms with things and make it right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Okay, Chan, can I tell you something incredible that happened to me this week? Yes. I finally bit the bullet and I bought a Patagonia puffer. 
jacket, which I wow. ha- had had never had before. Um, it always just seemed like not even from your climbing days. No, I, I got like a Mont Bell jacket back then. Yeah, I, actually, then, I have it. I'm looking at it right now. It's in my closet. I never swung for the Patagonia. Yeah. But I just thought, you know what? I just need something that will provide a very streamlined, nice look for when I want to be casual. Like, I want to be able to go to dinner in Lululemons and, and a Patagonia puffer and be so deeply comfortable. Yeah. But seem put together. And I will tell you, I have worn it virtually every day really not not the whole day but for portions of the day it is nothing has come in more handy and I just I want to say that this purchase has been a a great thing for me in my life so that's amazing yeah that's killer do you do you remember their days of stealing from the lost and found at BYU wait I never did that did you you do not remember this story this with you I feel like this was with you this was with me Okay, yes, do you oh, remember wait, what I happened? Did do this. We did, I did do this. Do... I think we should I tell the story I and come clean. Taught... I think you I taught, taught me. You, this is what happened. Oh my gosh. You had oh to go to the gosh. lost and found to <laughs> find something you had truly lost. And I, I was driving you for some reason. So I dropped you off. And you went down to the lost and found at our college and said, Oh, I can't find this thing, whatever. But while you were there, you had a wandering eye. And you saw, you saw some things that had been indeed found. So you came back out to the car and you said, Chandler, there is a Patagonia overcoat jacket literally just sitting in the front of this, of the no, last one found. No, we didn't really do this. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. we didn't. Mm-hmm. No, we did not. No. I, Lauren, it's, it has been unearthed like my memory of that di- diarrhea date. So then... You said you should go get it. And I, I don't believe I was this morally bankrupt. I mean, you, you maybe you didn't say, like, you should go get it right now. But you were like, you should just get it. <laughs> no, I don't believe this. I refuse to believe it. Okay, refuse to believe it all you want. But this did happen. And I will not be gaslit on my own podcast. But so then I promptly double parked the car and walked down the steps to the lost and found. You're like, say no more. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, honestly, I am morally bankrupt. And I was like, all right, sounds good. So I mosey on down. And I then proceed to put on a f- Academy Award winning performance looking for my Patagonia jacket. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's black. And I, no. and I, and I, I make special attention. I make a special uh, effort to not look at like the racks of clothing and I'm like, it's black, it's Patagonia. It's, it's just like an overcoat really or whatever. It's really expensive looking. It's really expensive looking. And then they're like, start, and of course the sweet BYU lost and found students are like, oh yeah, let's totally look. Like, let's look at where all the black jackets are. They begin, like, they begin looking and then I go, oh my gosh, that's it. And it's <laughs> an incredible performance. Honestly, I should have won award after award. And you I walked out of there. Out of school. I sauntered out of there with this Patagonia jacket, the very first of my life. Never got one before. Never got one after. Never got one after. And I want you to know that karma is a bitch. And I lost that jacket probably six months after that. And I haven't gotten a Patagonia to this day because I still feel too guilty about stealing from the lost and found. There has to be an asterisk to the story. Like, was it in the section that was like, we've had this for 90 days. Everything must go. (laughs) No. Nope. No. Yeah. Oh, I did actually then steal a computer charger from the lost and found. I feel like later on, but I I feel like those are just like whatever, easy breezy. 
I pay a lot in tuition. Our dad like, did. Like you went and said, oh, I'm missing my Apple MacBook Pro computer charger. Yes. And yes. they're like, here's one of 10,000. Like, yeah. And I was like, okay, great. That's the one. <laughs> That's it. Um, I'm not proud of this, but it is a part of my truth. I am actually ashamed <laughs> that we did that because no, that is it's actually awful. horrible. It's awful. I should be fired from my job. I should be stripped of my citizenship. And I should, should be thrown be. out. I should be thrown you out of this country. I don't deserve to live here. Should be. You should have to go to Puerto Rico with me. Although that's technically the United States. I know. So. I'm like, sounds pretty great. <laughs> I know. Okay. I don't send even, Chandler, me. To- I don't even know that we can leave this in because it's. I feel like it's pretty egregious. It is egregious, but I just feel like there's freedom to telling the, the truth. What? I'm, we're mean, finding we, freedom right now, Lauren. This is what it feels like to find freedom. So broke back in the day. I was selling my stuff online because we were like selling plasma. Like I, se- I was we a hostess so at a. I was a hostess at a restaurant. My parents had cut me off, and I we was never really sold plasma. But yeah, no, I never on. sold plasma. Of course not. I wasn't willing to risk scars on my arms. Exactly. I'd rather I go do, hungry went, than have scars on my arms. I walked into the clinic, and then when I filled out the form and it said you could have permanent scars, I was like, "Peace, Brenda." Absolutely not. I don't need to get my nails done that bad. Oh my god! <laughs> Which is what I would have then. I would have turned around that forty dollars to then just get my nails done. Totally. Wouldn't have been for like food, because like we could always go to Courtney's and eat. I I do feel a lot of shame about the lost and found incident, but there was a part of me that was like, you know what? I paid ten percent of my income until I was about eighteen, so I'm gonna go ahead and take <laughs> this jacket and, and rob a jacket and rob someone else. <laughs> One of the students here. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and rob somebody. So basically, I gave you the idea to do it. I emboldened you to do you this crime. And as you know, and I was very you... young and impressionable at the time. And you were like, hell yeah. And I was like, let's go. I honestly, yeah, it was college was like a fugue state for me. Like I, I did stuff I really shouldn't have done. I didn't care. I didn't give a single flip. This for me, I just want to file under young and dumb. And this is our version of a DUI in college. Right. We didn't, like we didn't get a DUI, but I guess we did steal from the lost and found. I do literally remember though, going down there and, and you know what it was? Okay. I'm actually remembering. I feel like there were a bunch of Patagonia, just black puffers. Yes. Down there. Yes, there were. Like it, it wasn't like there was one nice jacket in this like sea of crap. There was just all this nice stuff, just like t- a ton of it. And I mm-hmm. think I was just like, Hey Chan, you should just go get one of them. Yeah, that's like literally exactly what you said to me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> BYU students, if you're listening, I do not condone this. But I also wow. want you to know that it's okay to be young and dumb sometimes. This podcast this podcast could possibly be admitted into formal evidence. to form, Right. Into evidence at trial. And we could be convicted someday. Just FYI. <laughs> Take me to jail, Kevin J. Worthen. Take me away. You're actually kind of hot. So I would actually like that. Wow. Another <laughs> confession no one needed to hear. Okay. Chan, just to close this out, we do have a sponsor this week. So I just want to read this ad really quick. So this is a new fake sponsor, you guys. Fake ad. And how apropos. Do you need this, a... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, this person will now never sponsor us because of our illicit activity. So it's perfect to be a fake ad. Yeah, exactly. Do you need a downlined puffy jacket to brave the chill of a 63-degree L.A. morning? Do your Whole Foods grocery bags not make you look rich enough as you're walking into your home? (laughs) Well, Chan, I'm not sure if you've heard of this company, but it's called Patagonia. And they have a solution. Yeah, I want to tell you all about it. Patagonia is a clothing company for people who want to seem both outdoorsy and wealthy while 
remaining neither. <laughs> super convenient, super efficient. And I should ring a bell for you specifically. <laughs> so for hundreds of dollars an item, you too can wear clothing so nondescript and bland that if it weren't for the little purple and green label with white text, it would seem most appropriate to be sold next to horizontally laid out books and lazy boy sofas at Costco. Patagonia is simply an amazing company. With their signature insignia, they can transform anything in the $10 bin at Old Navy into apparel fit for bullying your nannies in. Incredible. Incredible. A, a superior product. The best part, Chan, if you one day get a call from a friend that says, hey, we want to go on an expedition of sorts, an outdoor adventure, and we're going to pick you up. You have no chance to change. You'll be ready to go. Amazing, Lauren. I know. Doesn't this company sound incredible? It sounds like I just love the idea that someone's tackling the, I want to be look outdoorsy. I want to look rich. I'm neither of the two. That is a athletic. That is a pain point for people in our world. And I just love that like a company is addressing that head on. Exactly. It's Um, like, do you have to worry about Biden's tax plan if you're wearing a Patagonia jacket? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. People will never know, but they'll think maybe you do. They'll think you're thinking of moving out of California. Yeah. Yep. And true that. True that. Okay. Chan, it's been a pleasure this it, to speak with you this evening. Such a pleasure. I want to make one call out to the listeners. If you're new to us, leave us a review. Yes, I will make this confession. I sit down in front of the computer every morning or I pull up on my phone while I'm sipping my coffee and I, I mean s- she reclines check- in front of the computer every morning. Yes, on my sectional and I look to see if we potentially have a new review. We haven't had a new one in well over two weeks so if you want to leave us a review it'll make my morning literally the morning after you post it please make our morning folks we beg of you all right it's been a pleasure talk to you truly love you bye love you bye that's all for now folks don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus' wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable 
and understandable leaving the psychobabble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.